he actually does it though he later on. Yeah, and it's adorable. Kate, is that it not is. actually cute? I think that's cute. I think it's impractical. Like when you're walking, like that's awkward. Like <laughs> logistically, you're walking, I'm walking. There's a hand in my pocket. We How basically is have it to even walk at the same step every single time for it to work? <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You found us. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we finally have... To, to all, all the boys, boys I've loved, loved before. before, which is a funny story for the Rom-Com Rewind podcast it because is. it's been requested multiple times. <laughs> it has. And, and we we were a little bit like, we've done that already because... Because <laughs> we've done the third one. But also, I'm pretty sure when we were coming up with the concept of this oh, podcast... Yes, it was a like a... a one that we decided not to post. We we did like a demo. <laughs> I think I, I think this might have been one of our demo episodes where yeah. we were trying to figure out like how does I, this thing walk and talk. I think you're right. So in our minds, we're like we've done this yeah. already. We watched it. We did the notes. No 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 no. It just it sucked so much it hasn't seen the light of day. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. <laughs> so this is the actual episode for to all the boys I've loved before. Wherever you're listening to us, make sure you throw us a follow, subscribe as well. If you want to be, you know, more a part of the Rom-Com Rewind podcast, part of the RCR fam, on our Instagram, at Rom-Com Rewind, and very soon we will be announcing something really cool that we want to do with you on our Instagram account. We want to make you a part of the show. We want to play a game, hopefully, every episode with you to test your Rom-Com knowledge against yours truly, Devin. Yeah, because I'll take it down. I will take you down. Yeah, he thinks that. We were we'll almost going to call the game, Are You More Rom-Com Than Devin? Yeah. It, maybe you can help us out. Here are our options. Here's what I've come up with, Sarah. Okay. Uh, actually, Sarah came up with the RCR Heartbreak. Right, yes, yeah. The Showdown. Oh, the Showdown, yeah. Something, RCR Showdown as well, yeah. Something with meat cute in it. I like, however, the Rom-Com Trivia Montage. Because you love montages. It's a montage of questions about rom-com trivia is what the game will be. All of episodes we've done as well. So this is content matter that you should be well acquainted with. Right. You don't anyway. know what questions I'll ask, but yeah. If you, we want to play a game with you. If you have a good idea for a name for that game, let us know. Yeah, shoot us a message, please. If you want to be on. If yeah. you want to be the inaugural member of this game. To get shot down by your friend Devin here, <laughs> just crushed, just grounded into dust. Yeah. Great, oh my goodness! Fire us a DM on Instagram. Yes, yes, and I'll and I'll start keeping track. Uh, to all the boys I've loved before mm-hmm. is a 2018 teen romantic comedy directed by Susan Johnson, also based on the novel by Jenny Han. Though, to all the boys is the story of Laura Jean Covey, LJ. It's played by Lana Condor. Uh, Laura Jean writes five letters dedicated to all the boys whom she has loved before. Now, here's the thing about our stories, that these letters were never sent. They were just kind of a way for LJ to express her emotions, kind of get it out, until somehow those letters get mailed. Of the five letters that were sent to, I mean, just guys who she has had a crush on or loved before, as the title goes, three of them are actually pretty notable for our story here today, including one sent to Laura's older sister's 
ex-boyfriend, Josh, played by Israel Broussard. There's also a letter sent to uh, Kenny, played by Edward Kewen. And finally, a letter sent to Peter Kavinsky, played by Noah Centineo. That's an important one. Uh, oh, also want to mention uh, Anna Cathcart, our girl, plays uh, Laura Jean's younger sister, Kitty. You will remember we did an episode on the series on Netflix, Exo Kitty, which is kind of her spinoff thing. Uh, Janelle Parrish plays the older sister, Margot, And John, John Corbett. I love him. God, I love him. Sarah is chomping (laughs) at the bit for my big fat Greek wedding three to come out. I I am. It's coming out in September and I want to go to the movies to see it. So You know what? Yeah. Why don't we go? We'll do a little date night. We'll go see my big fat Greek wedding three uh, starring John Corbett. Well, it's on my... It's on my draft. Yes. Sarah, our our rom-com rewind fantasy draft, which I think is... So, so at the beginning of the year, we each drafted <laughs> yes. five romantic comedies that were, we thought, coming out uh, this year. And based on the Rotten Tomatoes score, both audience and critic score, we kind of like, it, it like, like how sports teams, you have NFL, you know, fancy drafts and how well the player does dictates how well your team does. Sarah is definitively going to win this year. <laughs> I know. Just for having the Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's a runaway. Everything else is pretty fair. And then you have that, and it's just, you, you crushed me. Yeah, I did. So my big fat Greek wedding as your number five pick doesn't even matter. I think you already won without it. It could do literally nothing, and I think you're fine. <laughs> and I think it will do something. So here we are. I'm, I'm still holding out hope for Legally Blonde 3. <laughs> Clearly I it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to come I out. I don't think it's happening. <laughs> oh, okay, let's dive into all the uh, two to all the boys I've loved before. My letters are my most secret possessions. I write them when I have a crush so intense, I don't know what else to do. There are five total. Peter, the most popular guy in school. Kenny from camp. Lucas from homecoming. John Ambrose from Model UN. And Josh, but he's my sister's boyfriend. What are you doing? Nothing. Nobody else knows about them. This movie is so, so good. <laughs> right? I, you know... I could watch this movie and it'd be the only movie I watch for a long time. Okay. Well, let, I mean, we have a rom-com podcast. So tell me now if you don't, you're like, <laughs> I'm not watching any more rom-coms. <laughs> like, well. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not good for but us. But you know what? I have been, and, and I've, I have seen this movie multiple times and every time I thoroughly enjoy it. But I think this, this uh, movie and this trilogy of movies, but especially this one in particular, it is based on a book, which is amazing. I think they did such a great job with it. It is the modern day version of the 90s rom-coms, high school rom-coms. Like it, it is, she's all that. It is 10 Things I Hate About You. It is, you know, all of those movies. And I've been waiting for one that has been as good as the, like, that has been as good as those. Yeah. And this is it. We, we haven't had one like that in a while. And yeah, yeah. you're right. This is, I, I think this film is special. I, I also have that written down. I said, I think it actually has what it takes to be a modern classic. Yeah. So same vein as you. Like, I think this, it flows so nicely. The score is beautiful. It is. And I think the big thing for me is that it's pulled together by some really, I want to say like purposeful and intentional cinematography like there are certain scenes yeah you've mentioned that and you loved it yeah yeah yeah. keep going keep going there are certain scenes where you just sit back and you're like oh that's that's very beautiful or like that wow that was very clever how they framed that scene like i I can think of one that's 
jumping out in my mind right now. It's when Peter Kavinsky comes over to bring LJ to that party mm, and right. Dr. Covey is there. And and so the, they're framed out. LJ is in the middle of the kitchen island. She's mm-hmm. making like cookies or something. Cupcakes. Peter Kavinsky's on the left. Dr. Covey comes rolling in. He's on the right. <laughs> they're like, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like chatting. And then yeah. they go to shake hands and then we get a superimposed shot right in on LJ's face. As the hands are coming together, we can't see them anymore. We right. just see the hands shaking and her facial reaction to it. Yeah. And she's got just, just this kind of little quirky, like, it's actually a very subtle she's facial like, reaction. Oh, no. She's just kind of like, ugh, what is happening? <laughs> but it, like, it was so, it was so polished, I thought, some of the shots in this film. And I think, I think it carries through everything that was done in this film. It's all very purposeful. It's all very intentional. It's all very polished. Somebody really sat down and was like, here's how I want this to look and feel through the whole movie. But I also think they did a phenomenal job with the, well, the casting was great. It, yeah. You didn't know everybody. They weren't big, big stars. Like I liked that. It was kind of a great jumping off point for them. Um, but I also loved, this is going to sound so silly, but the colors popped for me in, <laughs> yeah, throughout sure. the movie. Like they were so nice. It was such a nice movie to watch. The um the design like the costume designing was really well done as well. I think um it was just very appeasing to the eye and it was a really well told story. I really liked it. I love this movie. Completely agree. I yeah, I adore this one. Especially like rewatching it too. You know, three years into the pod. I think uh, I'm glad you didn't hear that first episode uh, of the pod, the demo where we talked about this because we probably wouldn't have been so nice because like, th- yeah, this is, I would say a modern classic. Right. Yeah. Cause it would have been one of the first movie uh, movies that we kind of started out with. So yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been great. a while. It's such a good watch. <laughs> Okay, so the movie opens with Lara Jean reading a romance book and imagining it as her and a guy in a field of desire, as she calls it. It turns out that it is her and her sister's boyfriend, Josh. Okay, yes. Yeah, I love that. Keep going. Yeah, Josh comes over. uh, This is present time now, not in her imagination world. Josh comes over for family dinner that night, and we find out that Margot, Lara Jean's sister, is leaving for Scotland for school, and everyone was surprised because she's not coming home for Thanksgiving. Josh then hands Margot plane tickets and saying, I'm going to come and visit you for Thanksgiving. We find out later that Margot's actually going to break up with Josh because that's what her mom said. Her mom told her before she passed away, of course, um, not to go to college with a boyfriend. And so even though Margot loves Josh, she's going to break up with him. And that is a key. I don't want to call it a specter because she's passed away and that's like not very appropriate. But like the mom of the family, Eve Song Covey, is kind of like this driving force for a lot of the subplots in this movie where like, their mom passed away when they were all younger. And now it's like, it's years since she has passed on, but like, yeah, that's, she clearly had an impact on Margot. Go to school, single Margot dumps, poor Josh. Yeah. Just bye. And it is important to note too, <laughs> out that of nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. But like, as soon as he passed her, okay, out of nowhere, she's going to Scotland for school. They're in Oregon, Sarah. You like, that's very far. There is no way a long distance relationship is going to last. You never know. I mean, I get it that I think I think it's sage advice. <laughs> but the way she did okay. it, wait, wait, the wait. way she did it was not kind. Political Sarah's here. Oh my God. Running for office on behalf of Margot. <laughs> so you would say justified in her breaking up with Josh 
out of the blue, yes, a little bit, but... I think, you know what, you're going to a new country, you're going to immerse yourself in school, in the culture, in in a new life. And I think you don't want to be, you know, on the phone at weird hours trying to keep a relationship going when, you know, you're you're trying to live this new life. That's what I'm saying, too. I know you are. I'm just trying to, like, work it out in my brain that I think the way she did it was crappy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like if you're Josh, you probably got to see that coming. You got to be Josh. He is so mopey for the rest oh, of the movie. Oh my god, Josh! <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I feel so bad mopey. for him. He's almost as mopey as uh, Eeyore. Uh, I was gonna say the kissing booth. What that? What's that guy's name? Oh god, the other brother in kissing booth. <laughs> He's so freaking mopey, guys. Actually, both brothers are pretty mopey in that in that trilogy. Not um, almost outdone by Josh. Oh, not almost. quite, though. Not quite. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So we find out that Laura Jean's first friend was Josh before Margot even started dating him. And Laura Jean, Laura Jean ended up becoming the third wheel in their relationship. So to get her feelings out, Laura Jean, of course, you mentioned this earlier, writes love letters to her crush. And she writes one to Josh about her feelings, knowing that she'll never send the letter. There are five letters in total. Kenny from camp, Peter from seventh grade, Lucas from homecoming, and John Ambrose from Model UN. And of course, our fifth, Josh. She does this when she has a crush so intense she doesn't know what to do. So in prepping for this episode, I was trying to find, you know, like, cringiest love letters found on Reddit oh, and stuff like that. And I couldn't, nothing was really hitting for me. That's and then a good I, thing that they don't publish them. And, well, <laughs> then I remembered though. Oh no. Um, and if you're a big, Oh no, I think I know where this is going. Oh no. If you've like listened to all of our episodes, <laughs> oh, no. this has made an appearance once before we have here in studio, Sarah's oh, 2004, God. 2005 yearbook. <laughs> This was grade nine. You were 14, 15 when this happened. Yeah. 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 So maybe grade 10. And no, grade nine. We're talking grade back nine, in the nine, day when people used to write all kinds of messy messages yes. on the fronts and backs of yearbooks. So um, God, I, I, I've gone through the painstaking effort of finding some <laughs> of the more hilarious. These are real notes written <laughs> in our girl Sarah's yearbook oh, no. from 0405. Okay. Here we go. Let's dive right in. Let's yes. Let's dive right in. This person, first off, spelled your name wrong. Uh, was this a nickname? She says, "Hi, Sarah." Yes, it it's was. It's like S I R R A H. Sarah. Mm. Yeah. Gymnastics this year was awesome, especially Thursdays when we got to see the judos. What's the judos? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Are, are people doing judo during your gymnastics? I don't okay. remember. It's a small gymnasium. <laughs> I'm trying to think, and I honestly, I don't remember. Uh, oh, or uh, they say or this hula hooping around the whole gym. This is concerning. <laughs> and I'll never forget when, this is great, when nippleitis was setting in. Wow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can't wait to have some more memories next year. I love how they're like, I want more memories. One of those memories was just nipples being hard. Like, oh, you guys made great memories, let me oh tell you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> this uh, this next one says, uh, hey, Sarah, this, is, this one's kind of weird. And I don't know if this is a guy or a girl. If it's a guy, <laughs> it's definitely weird. They say, hey, Sarah, was I a good enough tutor with like a winky face emoji? 
They say, did you have a good year in oh, grade nine? Yeah, you're in grade nine. Oh, okay. Then they say, well, have an awesome summer. Keep smiling with like a <laughs> smiley face. This was before emojis were a thing. Like this person has drawing <laughs> skills. This next one, we might cut out because I'm going to say the actual person's name just because it's only their name. Somebody, they didn't write you any note. They didn't tell you anything. They were just oh. like, Matt Mutsatsos. That's it. It's like he's a celebrity and he just fucking signed your yearbook. Like, yeah, but I feel you're like welcome. some people just like signed the yearbook, you he's know? He's the only one who did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got two more for you. Okay, this one is something else. They say, hey, beautiful. It was really nice meeting you this year. <laughs> you and your happy face. Have a great summer. I'll give you a call sometime to hang out. And then they write their name with XOXO. Yo, for sure you guys were dating, right? Or would you go on to date? What I happened? I don't know there? who it okay, is. No idea. And I don't think so. Really? Oof, yeah. Didn't make the cut. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. This one says, oh, this, this was such a fun thing that we used to do back in the day. Oh, no. Calling somebody short A. Hey, oh. short A. <laughs> I love, hey, short A. So they open with, hey, short A, and then they immediately backtrack. They're like, well, we can't say that because we're almost the same height. <laughs> and then they put brackets with shoes on. Like, that would matter. You're still the same. If you're the same height without shoes, you're the same height with shoes on. I don't get the... Oh, uh, I think I think that maybe I was shorter, but it, with shoes on, I was the same height. Oh, you're the them. same height. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this person says, we got tight this year, man, and I totally love you to death. You're bleeping hot. Have a good summer. <laughs> That was when we called everybody hot. Yeah, yeah, everybody was hot. Everybody was sexy. Everybody was sexy with an A and an I at the end. Right. That's way Yes, better. yes. It was like, um, you know, Paris Hilton and uh, Nicole Richie time. I actually don't know if those coincided during the time, but yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, let's see what else, Devin. Last one. Uh, hey, Sarah. Oh, they say their name. It's no last name, though, so we're going we're gonna to keep this person anonymous. They say, hey, Sarah, I'm Kat, but you know that. Anyways, like we were like, did we all have ADHD? I don't understand where we're going with any of these messages ever that we used to write in yearbooks. Because we used to see them all the time. There's no train of thought at all. Hi, Sarah. I'm Kat, but you know that. Anyways, I like your bouncy balls and your trampoline. (laughs) Whatever's happening there. Could, could, would you care to explain what bouncy balls and trampoline are? I don't know, but I we did have a trampoline growing up. I know who this like I know who it is so I did see them a lot like we were friends this next part's hilarious they say you're cool comma we talk on the phone comma we're going to a concert exclamation mark very factual things facts we're just Just sharing facts about I mean let's just um let's just make the whole thing point form sometimes we talk on the phone I had avocado this morning we are going to a concert love cats <laughs> like what the i made up the avocado thing but but it fit it felt like it fit and there are actually more that i'm going to save oh god for the sequel to ps i like the the, the, what the we're movie. doing right now yeah to all the boys of love before yay let's continue on with our story those have been um real yearbook messages <laughs> real from sarah yeah the, from from sarah's yearbook oh my god <laughs> The whole family is going to the airport to see Margot off. And 
she doesn't when they're packing the car in the morning she doesn't even go over to see josh who is like obviously waiting outside to talk to her okay i'm so on margot's side you gotta cut this it's gotta be clean you just gotta go at least give him a wave like <laughs> the poor guy oh, he's he's your next door neighbor Sarah, you're way too sweet i just i just feel so bad for josh and there's like the ending is just there's nothing. Nothing happens with Josh. Yeah, character. poor Josh gets dealt a bad, bad hand on this one. He just kind of just floats on the side for the whole movie. He, yeah, he mopes for like an hour and a half, and then doesn't get the love interest. I either. know he He's doesn't just... even get. He doesn't even get Laura Jean's like a moment of her time. Uh, yeah, you know. And I mean, maybe it's because maybe he doesn't like her back. I guess I don't know. He got broken up with. I just think he wanted to be wanted, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're getting ahead of yes, ourselves. Yes. Margot's okay. leaving. So it's the first day of school, grade 11, for Lara Jean. And she's walking in the halls uh, and bumps into Jen, who was her best friend in elementary school. But because Lara Jean was not popular, Jen moved on and became popular. Lara Jean's current best friend is Christine, or Chris, who is cousins with Jen and obviously way cooler. <laughs> um, and, oh, yes, yeah, side note, Jen is currently dating Peter Kavinsky. One of the guys who Laura Jean has written a letter about. For now, the letters are still safely at home. Correct. So it's lunchtime and Laura Jean has no one to sit with. So she goes to the library and um, sits down and starts eating her hard carrots. And someone points to her um, and shows her a sign and it said soft foods only. So then she ends up heading to the bleachers where Josh is sitting. However, Which was also just like a f- another funny little cute scene. It was so well shot. It just like it made you made you chuckle. It's- it did. Yes. Because like who writes funny like that sign is ridiculous. Soft foods only. Like <laughs> yeah. what? Do you want me to bring purees to to the library? Okay. But I, I do have some funny signs written by librarians. Oh, I, I also have something for this. You go first. Though. Okay. So. This is posted on a library return slot. Notice, please yell, not a squirrel, when opening the book drop so we know that you are a human and not a squirrel trying to steal Keith's lunch. Whoa, okay. (laughs) Keith, what's happening? Why are you leaving your lunch? (laughs) But like, how many times has this happened to Keith that they're like, we need a friggin' sign, guys? No, you have to open it and yell, not a squirrel, (laughs) and put your books down. Like, are you kidding me? You need to talk about Keith, guys. Like, Jesus. You need to tell Keith he needs to buy his lunch. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Pay for Keith's lunch. (laughs) This next one says, outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog... It's too dark to read. <laughs> Sarah loves that one. Little punny library. Okay, the next one is <laughs> the, a photo of a dinosaur. It says, dinosaurs didn't read. They're now extinct. Fair. Fair correlation. <laughs> Love it. The next one is another return slot, and it says, Batman returns his books to the library. And then it's a big cutout of Batman. Oh, that's Over the funny. return slot. I, see, I love those. Those are really funny. <laughs> I used to go to a barber and they <laughs> they always took walk-ins. So they put on the window, like as you're opening the door, a photo of Christopher Walkins, And it's like walk-ins are allowed. Yeah. Loved it. Love, same as that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This next one says cold question mark. Check out a book. You'll still be cold, but you'll have a book. 
I thought they were going to go like a you could burn the books vibe, but clearly they wouldn't want that in a library. Okay, this one goes, I like big books and I cannot lie. You other readers can't deny when a book walks in with a good plot base and a big spine in your face, you get interested. Want to get out your notepads because you noticed that book was dense? Deep in the book I'm reading, I'm hooked and I can't stop speeding through. Baby, I want to get that literature and Instagram that picture. My teachers try to train me, but that book you've got makes me so brainy. Wow. (laughs) I love... Baby got books. Baby got books, yeah. (laughs) That, that's impressive. Yeah. That is really good. That's so good. (laughs) <laughs> how long was this sign like is it does it take it's up a wall really long it takes up like a whole like yeah i can imagine yeah. yeah you know what that was way better than mine so i'm gonna I'm save my game okay. for the next pod um and let's let's keep it going all right so as Lara Jean and Kitty are leaving school that day, Lara Jean is not a confident driver, nor is she a good driver. And when she's backing out, she almost hits Peter Kavinsky. <gasps> My best scene. Okay, then I will let you go. But I will say this is a real conversation between the two of them. Our first real conversation. I literally have written down, it's not a meet cute, right. but I think it acts as our meet cute in this film. See, I don't think so. But, how, like how I th- dare I you first of it, all i think it is but i i think it's more of a conversation because i think their true meet cute is at the diner oh the next one yes. okay see okay let, let me explain why i love this scene i love it because and we've talked about this on the pod many times recently even the enemies to lovers thing is done so much in rom-coms it's very common so I kind of like the scenario that it's like, hey, I, I knew Peter Kavinsky from way back. Jen was super mean to LJ in right. the hallways. Yes. But like Peter didn't really say much. No, he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. She almost hits him with his car. And yeah. when he comes up to the window, you're thinking like, oh, is he going to be rude? Is he going to be mean? Like they just have this funny little back and forth. Uh, you know, people usually check behind them before they reverse, you know, to avoid killing others. It's a thing we do. Yeah. Uh, well... I'm just not completely comfortable with using my mirrors yet, so. Yeah, clearly. It's just a really (laughs) cute, sweet conversation. And let me, listen, Noah Centineo. Is hot. He's got the smolder, guys. He's got the. He is swoon worthy. He's got the riz. He's got everything. However you want to say it, he has the, the thing. He's got so much chemistry with her. He does. They actually have really great chemistry in They've this got movie. Great, especially with yes. a, a female protagonist who's kind of reserved. She's kind of quiet. Like we hear a lot of what's going on in her head, but she doesn't really react much in this film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they, they have great chemistry. And I thought this scene was just like a, yep, the, I see it already. I see it. <laughs> I know what's going to happen, you know? Okay, so it's Saturday night, and Lara Jean is spending it with Kitty watching a Golden Girls marathon eating popcorn. Kitty tells her, you know what, Lara Jean? Get a life. Get a boyfriend. Because we find out that Kitty even canceled her plans to hang out with her sister, Lara Jean. Awkward. So the next day in gym class, and this is my favorite scene. Like, this is my best scene. Um, the next day in gym class, they're on the track, they're running around and Peter comes running after Lara Jean asking, Hey, like, can I talk to you? It turns out someone sent all the letters out and Peter got his. Dun, dun, dun. It also turns out that Peter is now single and he tells LJ, you know what? Look, I just, I want to say that I, I really, I, I appreciate it, but it's never going to happen. 
I'm sorry, what? Okay, from what I remember of that kiss, it, I mean, it was hot, you know, for being in seventh grade. And look, I think it's really cool that you think I have golden specks in, in my eyes. She wakes up and Peter's like, uh, like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? She sees Josh coming down the hill with a letter, looking very confused, with a letter in his hand. And she knows immediately that all five of the letters have been sent out. Peter's got his and Josh has his. She, Those letters are out. Yeah, she panics and grabs Peter and starts making out with him. And I just like this scene, the chemistry for such an awkward scene was so good in in this like in this part of the movie and it's a little bit of wild chaos you're like wait they're kissing now because she just wanted to deflect josh away exactly yes and peter um and josh looks so confused over it and it's like um okay you're now kissing him and i have a love letter what and it's wild sarah he's gonna have that exact same confused face for the next 60 minutes in this movie. Just non-stop confused <laughs> he face. He does with his, like, with his, I, I finally did a really good job um, with his, with his hoodie over his head oh. and like his solemn look of God. just. <laughs> if this was 04, he'd have my chemical romance yes. blaring down the street. 1000%. Oh. And like, listen, oh. I'm poking fun at a fantastic movie, but this is honestly an easy, fun thing to poke oh, fun at. Yeah. Josh is hilarious in this. I like feel bad for him, but like, I know you do. Just the mope master. Okay, so Lucas, who also got a letter, comes to see Lara Jean in the bathroom, and he tells her, you know what? It's not going to happen. She's getting a lot of rejection. (laughs) And says, you know what? I'm gay. And she's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I get why that won't happen. I think she was like, oh, yeah, I knew that. And also, (laughs) it was a long time ago. So we all know this by, like, at this point that Kitty sent the letters, but Lara Jean doesn't know that. Right. So Lara Jean heads to the corner cafe for a soda and Peter is there. And this is where I think the true meet cute comes into play for me anyway. <laughs> they start chatting and Lara Jean finds out that Peter had actually stopped off at her house and Kitty told him, you know what, she's probably at the corner cafe. Go there. Peter tells Lara Jean that, you know what, again, it's not going to happen. So <laughs> three times a charm for rejection for Lara Jean. Uh, and I'll just says, you know what, like, dude, I'm not trying to date you. I I kissed you because I had to pretend that I like that I liked you so someone else wouldn't think that I liked them. And so Peter says, well, if you don't like me, then who was the guy you were trying to show that you didn't like? And then he finds out like that she wrote multiple guys letters. So he no longer feels special. She comes clean and says, you know what? It's Josh. Like, I'll just I'll just head home. Thanks for coming to reject me again. (laughs) Cool. And he says, you know what? I'll drive you home. So Peter asks Lara Jean what she's going to do about Josh. And she says, it's not your problem. Don't worry about it. She gets out of the car, is walking towards her house, and he chases after her and says, you know what? Don't tell Josh and proposes that they should pretend to be together. One, to solve the whole Josh issue, but also to make his ex-girlfriend, Jen, who's now dating somebody in uh, university, jealous so that she'll want to get back together with Peter. A classic teen rom-com move absolutely We're doing a fake relationship we guys are. and to top it off Largine agrees to pretend to date peter but only if there's a contract in place I, I actually thought the contract was really cute because it, once again we're doing we're doing a tried and true formula it's yes. the whole we're doing a fake relationship so the rules are she doesn't want him to kiss her anymore because she doesn't want all of her firsts to be fake he says okay well people are gonna get suspicious so she says I'm sorry. And then my voice went up because I think it's so funny. You can put... You can put your hand in my back pocket. Hand in your back pocket? Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? 
16 Candles. It's the opening image. It's a couples thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe in the 70s. 16 Candles was the 80s. John Hughes, nothing? Mm. Okay, two more rules. You have to watch 16 Candles with me because it's a classic. Ugh. And we can never tell anyone that this relationship is fake because it would be too humiliating for the both of us. Duh. First rule of Fight Club. Straight 16 <laughs> Candles, you know, John Hughes. That's And he's like, um, what the heck? No. That's weird. He actually does it, though, he later on. It. Yes. And it's adorable. Kate, is that it not is. actually cute? I think that's cute. I think it's impractical. Like, when you're walking, <laughs> like, that's awkward. Like <laughs> Logistically, you're walking, I'm walking, there's a hand in my pocket. We How is it even... We basically walk at the same step every single time for it to work. <laughs> you gotta be in sync, guys. Like... <laughs> So we also find out that he's never seen 16 Candles. So that's in the contract as well as she's never seen Fight Club. So now she has to watch Fight, Fight Club with him. He's also going to write her notes every day, which I think is absolutely adorable. And she also has to go to the lacrosse games and all the parties with him and has to drive Kitty and LJ every day to school. Oh, and finally, Lara Jean has to go on the ski trip uh, with Peter. Yeah, which is a few months away. She's assuming the relationship's not going to last that long anyway. But so there, she agrees. There is the implication on that ski trip that a lot of hooking Bow up happens. At school, Larjean is now popular because she's dating Peter and Jen is jealous. LJ avoids an awkward conversation with Margot via Skype about Josh and then goes to make cupcakes for Kitty's bake sale. And this is the scene that you were talking about earlier. Peter Kavinsky rolls in, yes. wants to bring her to a party. Dr. Covey rolls in. He's like, yeah, bring, go to the freaking party, man. Like, I'll figure out the baked goods for the thing yes. for Kitty. Yeah, so uh, Lara Jean goes to the party with him. They get there. They change their backgrounds on their phone to each other's like faces and like cute photos. I actually thought that was cute. Through, throughout know, this next section, I thought it was really cute that Peter Kavinsky was really... He had a little bit of forethought of like the cute things that they should do. Like remember when they're making the contract, he's like, Ooh, how about this? I'll write you notes every day. And LJ thought it was adorable. And he's like, yeah, Jen hated yeah. that I didn't write her notes. <laughs> but this was really cute where he's like, all right, you need to make this your new background. So what's your new background? Girl, come on. You know, I already got it. So while LJ is talking to her friend at the party, Jen goes in the bathroom and steals the scrunchie from Peter. So earlier on, um, Right, actually, before they enter the party, LJ gives her scrunchie to Peter to hold on to. Peter and Lara Jean end up leaving the party, and they head to the corner cafe. We find out that Jen and Peter have been like have been talking all of this time, and Lara Jean tells him, that's not cool or healthy, you're obsessed with her, and says, if you're not obsessed with her, then don't talk to her tonight. And... She tells him that she loves to read about love and dating, but when it's actually real, it's quite scary. And she says the more people you let in your life, the more that they can walk out. We find out more about Peter and his family and his dad, how he left them and started his own new family. And we also um, we also find out more about Lara Jean and her mom. We can as well start to see some feelings here maybe starting between definitely. Peter. I know. I mean, I'm saying that under like, you know, but yeah, we definitely see feelings. Next, it's November. November is here, and Lara Jean says it's getting easier to pretend to date Peter. She's even becoming friends with his friends. She even actually starts to talk to Josh again, and I this is where I really feel bad for him because he's just, like, super mopey here. 
He saw the letter and now Lara Jean is avoiding him. Margot dumped him and completely just stopped talking to him. He doesn't actually have anyone else to talk to. Yeah. And she just says like, sorry, and just leaves. Like, I just, I feel bad for him. I do. <laughs> Poor guy. So Lara Jean and Peter are hanging out more. Peter's over for the movie marathon nights with Kitty. And Lara Jean even meets Peter's mom and brother. And they both, uh, and both Lara Jean and Peter, they have really, really good deep conversations. And I think this shows through like, just the, the amount of chemistry that these two have. Yeah. It was so easy for them just being together that she'd even forgot at some points that they were pretending to date. Classic. This happens all the time with the fake relationships. You, you forget that it's fake. Well, you, you think, but then one day at school, Chris and Lara Jean are eating their contraband subway underneath the school bleachers and Jen and Peter end up sitting right above them. And Lara Jean overhears Jen complaining that Peter has no time for her because she's hanging out with LJ all the time. And Lara Jean just sits there and is like, oh my God, they're still talking. They still Why talk on the phone. Why are they just not yeah. together then? So Lara Jean confronts Peter and says, you know what? Like, I think it's time to end this. Josh isn't mad at me anymore. You know, you have Jen sufficiently jealous. Why don't you just get back together with her? He says, no, like, this is fun. This is working. Like, let's just continue it. But the real reason why Lara Jean wants to break up with Peter is because she's developing feelings for him. She doesn't want to get hurt. Yes. So now it is time for the big ski trip. So Lara Jean thought that this would be over by this point, but it is not. They're still doing this, and we find out that Lara Jean doesn't even know how to put ski boots on, so she will not be going skiing. Jen is still trying to flirt with Peter, and LJ has decided to room with Lucas because she just doesn't want to hang, like, she just doesn't want to deal with that shit. So Lara Jean tells Lucas about how their relationship is fake, and Lucas, however, tells Lara Jean, you know what, you may think it's fake, but Peter definitely has feelings for you, and tells Lara Jean that Peter's 1,000% waiting for you in the hot tub right now and you should go and see him. So she goes there and... What do you know? Peter's there. Yes, they make up. Basically, Peter says, you know, I really want to sit with you on the way there, but you ended up sitting with Chris and you made me sit with Jen, but like, I like you. And they end up making out. Yay! Here we go. It's happening. Super pumped. Super pumped. The next morning, everyone gets on the bus and everyone claps for Lara Jean. And she's like, um, why is this happening? Peter tells her that's how they treat every couple on the bus. When like from the ski trip, when Jen gets on, she sees that Peter and LJ are snuggling and she gets jealous. So she tells Lara Jean after they get off the bus at school that Peter slept in her room that night after they made out in the hot tub. It turns out he did go to her room that night, but it wasn't what she thought, but she won't let him explain. She says it's over and they are now done. The relationship is over. Lara Jean gets home from the ski trip and Margot is now home. She surprised them by coming home for Christmas early. Peter stops by to try and talk and tells her that nothing happened, but Lara Jean says the whole point is that you went there in the first place. She's telling Peter to leave and it's over. She doesn't want to be second best And then Peter says, let me explain. It's not what you think at all. Then Josh shows up and starts arguing and says, you know what? You should just leave. She wants you. She wants you to leave. And Peter says, this isn't even about me and and Jen. This is about you and Josh. It's how you still love Josh. And Margot at this exact time comes out of the door because she was inside and says, you're in love with Josh. And then she runs inside. Lara Jean yells at Peter to leave. And when he leaves, he says, you were never second best. 
It's a lot happening. It it's is. It's a big moment. It is. It's huge. Yes. Then, just as she thinks that everything's over, someone releases a video of like herself, Lara Jean, and Peter making out in the hot tub to everyone. It's now viral. We're pretty sure we know who friggin' did it. Correct. And then, on top of that, Lara Jean goes to Margot for help, and they make up, which is great. But then Kitty comes clean about how she was the one that sent the letters in the first place. Margot even helps get the video taken down, etc. Now. It was Kitty the whole time. Yes. I want to play a game with you. Okay. So I want to play, I want to play a game with you. It's called uh, Rom-Com Love Letters Trivia. I'm going to say a line from a love letter from a rom-com, Ooh. and you have to guess what the movie is. Okay. And, and you listening can play along as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Let's All right. do it. These are classic rom-coms These are classic and letters rom-coms. in cla- classic rom-coms. Correct. Okay. Yes. Got Just it. one line from the one of the letters. Got it. Okay. There's six of them. Yep. The first one is two weeks. Two weeks was all it took for me to fall for you. Oh. This was, uh, okay, it's an Amanda Seyfried thing. It's either Dear John or Letters to... No, it's Dear John for sure. It is Dear John. Boom, lock Good it job. in. Let's freaking go. Because we haven't done that one on the pod yet. I know. I'm, I am I kind of host a podcast about romantic comedies. <laughs> I know a few things. <laughs> okay, the next one is, I live in a world full of people pretending to be something they're not. But when I talk to you, I'm the guy I want to be. Oh, pretending they're not... I feel like that's a newer rom-com. Is it like, man, only because we mentioned it this pod, is it The Kissing Booth? It is not. Do you want me to give you like another hint? Sure. It's another quote from the movie, not necessarily from like the 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 letter piece. It's also not like a, a typical love letter. Okay, yeah. The quote is, waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing. Oh, that's the Cinderella story, it baby. Is. That's Chad Michael Murray, it baby. Yeah. yeah, okay, And then all Hillary right. Duff talking to Chad Michael Murray, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one is, I wrote you 365 letters. I wrote you every day for a year. It wasn't over. It still isn't over. How dare you walk in here with the notebook thinking you can <laughs> fool anybody? Yeah, so like this one is a little bit not like... It's not actually from the love letter, but it's about the love letters. But you knew it right off the bat. he wrote her every day, This is Sarah. three for three there, yeah, Dev. Yeah, I'm, I'm killing it. Well, I mean, a, give me a point five for the one that you okay. had to help out with. Don't worry, Kate. We'll be together in time, even if we're far apart. I'll find a way to be close to you and take care of you. you said Kate? Yes. Oh, shit. I don't think you're going to get this one. Shit, is this one tough? Um, who's Kate? Don't hang that. Don't, yeah, well, there's not much else you can hang your hat on. I don't think you're going to get this one. Okay. All right. Go ahead. It's the lake house. We also haven't done this one. Oh, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have it. Sandra Bullock on the lake lake, lake house. Yeah. What and if are two words as non-threatening as words can be, but put them together side by side and they have the power to haunt you for the rest of your life. Oh, okay. I'm feeling like it could be the age of Adeline or it could be, what's that one with Adam Devine? Isn't it romantic? Neither (laughs) of those two? No. Okay. What is it? It is Letters to Juliet. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, dang. Oh, I, that, that one's eating me up. I'm upset about that because I even mentioned it <laughs> yeah, earlier. Yeah, you did. I know. God. I was like, oh, you're definitely going to get that one. Okay, the last one. You made me a man by loving me. And for oh, that, I am eternally I love grateful, you. literally. That is, <laughs> that is, I'm sorry I cut you off because that is next to the notebook best letter in a, like <laughs> that. Yeah, one of the best quotes in romantic comedy history, that one. Oh, 
It even tears me up thinking. I know you're you're tearing you made up me right a now. Man by loving me, Holly. <laughs> yeah, I know that letter. <sighs> it's beautiful. Good job. <laughs> you did really well at that. Uh, four out of six. I'd say yeah, four point five. Four point five out of six. Yep. Here we go. So that hey, that's that. Like we talked about off the top, we want to play a little trivia game. Me versus you, listening right now. If you're up to it, fire us a DM. That that's what you have to take on though. Just be forewarned. <laughs> So Laura Jean and her dad go for a ride to the corner cafe. He tells her that she seems so open and alive now when she's with Peter and since she's been with Peter and they talk about her mom. They talk about, you know, they'd always come here to the corner cafe, her and her dad. And, and they would just, they were so alive and free when they were young. We get the classic, which they, they really, they, they played it like 20 times in, in the X spinoff Kitty, series. Yeah, it I means find. so much more in this. And I was yeah. going to say, I feel like when you play a song too much, it loses its effect. Because when they talk about Tears for Fears, everybody wants to rule the world in this scene. And Dr. Covey's talking about how Eve used to like get up on a table and dance and mm-hmm. she'd play it over and over. It just, I don't know, man, it hit different. I'm like, wow, this is, this is impactful. Even knowing like, they're going to talk about her in Nexo Kitty. We've already watched that, and it's a big part of the plot, but like it just hit different here. Yeah. Great so, song, too. It is such a great song. Oh, my God. I love it. Back at school, she thinks the video is old news, but someone graffitis her locker and puts a still of the hot tub video up onto her, um, onto her locker as well. She runs away and runs into Peter, and he stands up and makes an announcement. He, he stands up for her finally he goes to her after and says like if i knew who did this i would totally stop it and Lara Jean says like i know who did it you should know who did it too and we all know we all know it was jen Lara Jean confronts jen in the bathroom because she's she tells peter you know what you don't confront jen i have to do this myself and we find out that Jen has hated Lara Jean since middle school all because at one birthday party like, you know, middle school party where they played spin the bottle. Lara Jean had kissed Peter on the lips for like two split seconds. And Jen was in love with Peter and it hurt her feelings. So we now know that that's why Jen has hated Lara Jean and whatever. But Lara Jean sticks her ground, stays her, stands her ground and, and kind of, you know, hashes it out. Later on, Lara Jean and Josh talk and they become friends again. She tells him that she thought it was love, but she wanted her best friend back. And she didn't know that until she started get having feelings for Peter. Josh says, well, you know what? If you miss him, like go to him. And Lara Jean says, if it wasn't real at all, then I didn't lose him anyway. Yeah. But if she says that it was real and he still doesn't want her, then at least you know. And that's what Josh tells her. And it's kind of like back to the subplot of their mom, Eve Song Covey, passing away. I think she's just so scared of losing people, whether it be Peter and this love or, you know, her mom passing away, right? Yeah. So Josh says Peter wouldn't even be in her life without any of those letters having been sent. And it is 1000% true. They probably never would have had a relationship, pretend or real, if those letters, if Kitty had not sent those letters. So Kitty comes down the stairs and gives LJ the blue box that was full of love letters that Lara Jean had wrote. But every single one of the little everyday letters that Peter wrote Lara Jean, she had just thrown out. But Kitty had pulled them out of the, bo- the garbage every single day. And Lara Jean goes on to say, you know, I've never been given love letters. And Kitty says, yes, you have. There's a whole box of them here. And they're such cute little love letters. They're so sweet. So Lara Jean gets into the car and goes to the school field. 
she tells him, hey, I drove here. And he goes, good for you. <laughs> and, good job. And she then, goes to walk away. Yeah, she goes to walk away. <laughs> and he says, like, what's in your hand? And she reads a letter out loud to him. She tells him that she likes him. Uh, he tells her that the reason he went to Jen's room that night was to tell her that it was over because he was in love with her. And then they kiss and it's the end. And there it is. That's your movie of To All the Boys I've Loved Before. A, just a lovely, lovely movie. It was really well done. So cute. I freaking love this movie. Quick facts. The wallpaper on Laura Jean's phone showing her and Peter asleep was actually the actors relaxing together off set. A crew member snapped the picture of them and used it in the film. Noah Centineo improvised the spin scene in the cafeteria where Peter enters with his hand in Laura Jean's back pocket, suggested by Laura Jean in the movie and Peter himself in the book. The letters seen in the movie, including the contract, were all physically written by Lana Condor. During a lunch break, Lana had to write several copies as her character, Lara Jean, rips them. Jenny Hahn, the writer of the books, mentioned in an interview that loads of studios were interested in adapting the book into a featured film with only one condition, change the race heritage of Lara Jean to Caucasian. Really? Yeah. Jenny Hahn determined to keep Lara Jean's heritage as half Korean and half American and said only one studio agreed... Uh, with her choice and cast an Asian actress as Lara Jean. You know what? I don't want to get bogged down, but like we, we talk a lot about diversity in Hollywood and the lack thereof. And mm-hmm. that's a, um, that that's a wild fact. Yeah. Yeah. And I've read multiple articles that said the same thing. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. The letter to Josh reads, Josh Sanderson, I liked you first by all rights. You were mine. And if it had been me, I'd have packed you in my suitcase and taken you with me. Or, you know what? I would have stayed. I would never have left you. Not in a million years, not for anything. P.S. I love, I still love you, and that's a really huge problem for me. And it's also a really huge surprise. I swear I didn't know. All this time, I thought I was over it. How could I not be when, Mar- when it's Margot you love? It's always been Margot. Although the city is never specifically mentioned and the location information at the end of the movie is for British Columbia, Canada, the B-roll footage of the city and license plates on the car set the story in Portland, Oregon. The characters repeatedly meet at the Corner Cafe. This was a real diner in North Vancouver, B.C., Canada, at Pemberton and 15th Street, which closed in late 2018, reopening as the Deuce Diner? The Deuce it's an amazing D- name D- for a D-O-U-C-E diner. D-O-U-C-E diner. Interesting. Peter Kavinsky. <laughs> the deuce. <laughs> Peter Kavinsky saving the bowl of popcorn during the pillow fight with Kitty was improvised by Noah. The tiny yogurt drink, which has a role in the movie, is Yakult? Yakult? I don't know. I'm probably saying that wrong and I apologize. It's popular in both Korea and Japan. The conversation between Lara Jean and Chris about her EDM concert when they arrive at the ski lodge was not scripted and was completely improvised. Jenny Hahn gave Lana Condor a To All the Boys I've Loved Before starter pack. It, it included Korean snacks, sheet masks, candles, a diary, and stationery. Netflix bought the rights to the movie in March 2018. The scene on the track originally had Lara Jean jumping into Peter's arms, but didn't work well on screen. Shooting was delayed while the director, along with the actors, reworked this crucial scene. There is a scene after credits begin rolling, just in case you wanted to know that. And Noah almost played the role of Josh until the director saw the chemistry between Lana and Noah. The outfits for this movie were inspired by the movie Clueless. 
They were chosen for the actors by costume designer Rafaela Rabinovich. This link can be seen in the scene on the bus where Lara Jean sports a red plaid pattern jacket. Author Jenny Hahn was disappointed that the Halloween party scene didn't make it into the movie. Peter was dressed as Spider-Man and Lara Jean um, as Cho Chang from Harry Potter. It wasn't in the movie due to licensing issues. This is the second romantic comedy directed by Susan Johnson. She also directed Carrie Pilby in 2016. Both were adapted from novels. Annie Neal was the first screenwriter hired to adapt the, the novel in June 2014. She is, however, uncredited in the final film. The hot tub scene was shot during 95 degree weather, so that's 35 degrees Celsius. The crew used multiple packs of dry ice to keep the look of steam coming out of the hot tub. To prepare for the hot tub scene, Lana and Noah spent time at each other's apartments in each other's hot tubs. Oh, that interesting. Okay. Huh. <laughs> Although the characters from both the novel and the movie are supposed to be half Korean, half American, they are portrayed by actresses of other Asian races. Lana Condor, Noah Centineo, and Josh uh, and John Corbett are all born in May, hence they all have the Taurus zodiac sign, just in case you wanted to know their, uh, their zodiac sign. Astrology fun fact. In the book, Kitty sends the letters out because she's mad at Lara Jean, not because she wants her to have a boyfriend. The ending of the film hints at a sequel. The boy who turns up at Lara Jean's door at the end is the same boy that comes to look for Lara Jean in the second book, John Ambrose. Who is hilariously recast Recast, in the actual movie, which (laughs) is, uh, it's fun. (laughs) Jenny Han, the author of the novel of the film, is a chaperone uh, in the scene where Lara Jean and Lucas dance together. Honorable mentions. I think I kind of mentioned my honorable mention, like the colors, the costume design, like I just, the way this movie was filmed and what was added to, um, to incorporate it into being what it was. I don't know, like, I don't know how to describe it, but I loved the, the costume design. I loved the, um, way it was filmed, the cinematography, the way that they were portrayed in this film. I loved it. I, I'm going to take what you're talking about and I'm going to double it. With my honorable mention, because I had, I've actually got soundtrack, fun fact, as a five out of five on this. Yeah, of course. Even though there aren't that many, like, I mean, Tears for Fears, obviously, there aren't that many, like, huge mainstream songs in here. But, like, just the score, just those those quiet moments between scenes or, like, when LJ is kind of, like, with her own thoughts. So beautiful, the score of this film. It fits so, so nicely. And it does stand out for me. Like, there are times where I'm watching, I'm like, this is, wow. What a, what a beautiful little instrumental piece going on right now. And then we jump to something else. And I'm like, that was that it really ties the whole thing together nicely for me. Anyway, the soundtrack. Love it. And I think I have to also honorable mention, like we don't do this often, but I loved Noah and Lana in this movie together. Yes. Together. Their chemistry was like so well done. And I just like, I just thought they did a phenomenal job telling this story. Sure. What should have been. I mean, like, we have two other movies that are after this as sequels. I don't have any what should have been. I, I, Me, my, you, no, you know what? A love for Josh. If only Josh could find love. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with this one, because we know the story continues. I mean, Frig, uh, Kitty's story continues. My only what should have been is that retroactively. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, it's a little bit of revisionist history here. I wish we had rewatched this before we watched mm. the Exo Kitty series because, yeah. like, the Exo Kitty series was good. Yeah. Rewatching this to all the boys I've loved before, 
very close to a masterpiece, in my opinion. Like, I, I'm going to score it very high on rewatchability, too, and yes. I, re- I wish I saw that going into Exo Kitty because I'm like, okay, this is not that. Like, Exo Kitty is good, but this is on a different level. Rewatchability. So I've got, you mentioned it, Lana and Noah, I've got a five out of five for chemistry. Storyline, I've got a 4.6. Thirst Factor, I've got a 4.8. The only thing I'm scoring, and I'm not even scoring it low, I'm scoring an imagination out of four. I mean, it's based off a novel, but it still hits a lot of the same bases that we've seen before. It does it in a really compelling way, and I enjoyed the story a lot. Um, but, you know, like we've seen the whole fake relationship thing in high school a couple times. Soundtrack, though, five out of five. And I'm actually giving a perfect cheese five out of five. There was no cheese I did not enjoy in this film. And that is, that never happens. For an overall score for Dev, it's a 4.73 out of five for Devin. Oh, ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho. I know. What All you right. Got? My chemistry is five. Storyline is 4.7. Thirst factor, five. Imagination, four. Soundtrack, five. Cheese, five. For an overall score of 4.78. Oh, wow. We're right in the same we wheelhouse are. there. Yeah. And I think we kind of ebbed and flowed in the same way. That's fun. It is. This is the rom-com rewind of To All the Boys I've Loved Before. You can imagine... I think the sequel will be on our agendas pretty soon in September. Absolutely, I know yeah. it's back to school season, you know, here where we are, it's not quite back to school yet, but we kind of want to hit it, hit the, the back to school season. Cause I know some of you might be back to school or some people, you know, it might be that time of the year. We want to hit them both in the next little bit. Um, but as always, if you've heard anything on this podcast, you want to reach out about, maybe you want to play a little game with your friend, Devin at rom-com rewind on Instagram. Thanks for listening.